Hello, and welcome back to uh, the Background Noise Podcast. I don't know if you guys hear it, but there's someone mowing their lawn. So, I... (laughs) Sorry, but I don't feel like waiting to record this. So, fourth episode. We've made it over the big three. And now this one's going to be not really focused on anything like the last two. It's just kind of a few different things. Uh, But I wanted to talk about that new Mac DeMarco album. Uh, I've never really listened to Mac DeMarco. I mean, I've heard some of his songs, but like... I've never really fucked with them like that. Uh, but this new album, if you don't know, it's 199 songs, and it's about nine and a half hours long. Um, it's basically just a bunch of instrumental, like, Mac DeMarco songs. Kind of like lo-fi hip-hop. I, I saw a review that said, uh, lo-fi Mac beats to study slash relax too, and I think that's a great way to summarize this album. Uh, I'm not going to give it, like, a number rating, but, like, I'd say you should listen to it, because it's, it's some nice, comfy vibes, and it's just, it's great. Uh, there's some curveballs he throws in there, but for the most part, it's, it, you just throw it on on shuffle. You don't listen to it all at once. It's fucking, like, nine and a half hours long, you know? You can't just listen to it. Uh, but, yeah, I think it's really interesting that he put out an album that's this long, and it's basically just, like, a playlist that you're meant to just kind of put on shuffle and listen to throughout the day. Uh, that's a really unique concept, and, uh, I didn't think that Mac DeMarco would be the one to do it, but he was. Anyways, uh, I also wanted to talk about finding new music. That was a really short review. I don't know. Uh, probably because I didn't want to go to, I'm not going to do a track-by-track review of One Wayne G. It's, like, 200 songs long. But, uh, finding new music has been something that's brought me a lot of happiness over my life. Um, but I feel like a lot of people do it in the wrong way. So, uh, when I first started looking for new music, I would go on Fantano's channel or rate your music. And, uh, you, sure, you'll find music there, right? You'll find albums. They're probably good. Um, but though you have, with those, you have the pretense of being told to like them. Uh, especially with Fantano, because if you see an album that he's reviewing and he has a yellow flannel on, before you even watch the video or, you know... You know, before you even watch it, you know his opinion on it. It's going to be an 8 or higher. Or I guess he did use it on a 7. But it's going to be an 8 or higher. Uh, So you're going in expecting it to be good. I find that it works best when you find music completely... Either find it, like, on Spotify or something. Something like that. Find it on Spotify on... I don't like using Reddit, but... I'm going to bring up Reddit. Reddit is really good for finding new music. Um... And don't just go and try and find the most critically acclaimed shit. Because sure, it's acclaimed for a reason. It's probably good. But a lot of my favorite music I've found, I've found not through that way. I've just found it randomly through happenstance. Spotify recommended. Fucking, I heard someone mention it once, so I looked it up and then started listening to it. Um, But one thing I also want to stress is keeping up with current releases. Because there is so much music that's already out there and already been released, you know? But it's hard to keep up with the new releases if you're also trying to catch up on the, like, hundred years of recorded music that you've list, that you've missed out on, right? Uh, it's, it's still good to look back at music history and albums through time, but keeping up with current uh, releases is really the best way to just find new music. Uh, like, for example, I found Black Country New Road from just keeping up with new releases. It... And now they're, like, my favorite band, like, ever. You know? It, it's crazy. But 
yeah, find new music and leave your comfort zone. I saw this video by Nathan Zed about leaving your comfort zone, and I really want to echo everything he said there. Just, like, it's easy to listen to the same music you've been listening to for years, but it can be so much rewarding, so much more rewarding, at least, to just go and find something. Take a chance. Go to a record store. Buy a random record and just play it. See if you like it. You probably will. I mean, because, I mean, maybe you won't. I don't know. If, if you have a very narrow music taste, then you probably won't. But if you're like me and you'll listen to anything, you'll probably find at least something to like about it. Hell, that uh, John Lennon Yoko Ono album I talked about in episode one, I just picked it up from the record store. That's the exact same copy that's been there for like two years. Uh, but I picked it up just because it's an interesting thing, interesting thing to have. I admire uh, the fucking balls of putting, well, balls on the cover. And uh, just, I admire the way this physical release is because it's got this little cover over it. Um, the music, I mean, the music is the same. I haven't listened all the way through that album. I'm going to do that once I'm done with this. Uh, but yeah, you'll find something to like, there's so much music out there and so much of it, no one talks about, or at least no one talks about it as much as they should. And if you just go out there and find new music, it'll be good. You'll, you'll, you'll form your own music taste and you won't be a Fantano shill anymore. I've run into quite a few Fantano shills. Uh, I used to be one myself. I'm a recovering Fantano shill. But uh, with that being said, uh, I've been listening to some new music recently, and uh, the main artist I've been listening to is Lil Ugly Man. Now, if you don't know Lil Ugly Man, um, he was one of the first rappers that got big just on the internet. Because, you know, it used to be if you wanted to get good and get big in rapping, you just had to rap in whatever local scene you happened to be born into and hope someone notices you, you know? Uh, it was hard. And, I mean, it's still hard to make it on the internet. But uh, Lil Ugly Mane really kind of set the precedent for SoundCloud rappers, internet rappers, people just getting discovered on the internet, because that's what he kind of started with. Uh, he he has a lot of projects, and I don't know if uh, the first Lil Ugly Mane project is his first project in general, uh, but it's the first one that I ever heard of. It's called Mr. Thug Isolation. It was released in 2012, and it is a Memphis hip-hop, southern hip-hop, weird... <laughs> album uh it's amazing and i don't think enough people know about this because i've asked people in real life do you know who Lil ugly man is they don't know i mean they say them they might be familiar but i play them Lil ugly man they don't fucking know so um mr thug isolation <laughs> i've never really cared for memphis rap i mean three six mafia is okay but as soon as you start getting into more modern memphis rap and shit it's really not for me but uh i found that this uh, that Lil Ugly's vocals and just weird production choices make the genre of Memphis Wrapped and Chopped and Screwed Beats a whole lot more enjoyable. Um, I'm not doing track-by-track -track reviews of anything in here, because um, this is going to be a shorter episode, but I'd say my favorite tracks are Serious Shit, Maniac Drug Dealer 3, Slick Rick, Twistin', featuring Denzel Curry. Denzel Curry is on this album, which is insane. And Throw Them Guns. Uh, I gave it like an 8.5 out of 10. 9 on a good day. Uh, it's really nice. And it's it's the type of music that I would never have listened to years ago. It, it's taken a bunch of years of me listening to new music just to get to this point of, yeah, I'll listen to Lil Ugly Mane. I don't give a fuck. But uh, yeah, Mr. Thug Isolation is a really good album. But I don't have as much to say about it as another Lil Ugly Mane album. Uh... Volcanic Bird Enemy and The Voiced Concern. This came out in 2021. 
So a fair bit after Mr. Thug Isolation, he has some projects in between. I haven't listened to him yet. Uh, but I have listened to Volcanic Bird Enemy and The Voice Concern. And I I can't really tell you what kind of music this is. I have Rate Your Music pulled up. For the main genres, it has Neo Psychedelia, Indietronica. Then the subgenres are Trip Hop, Dream Pop, Indie Pop, Plunderphonics, Hypo... Hypnagogic Pop, sorry, and Alternative Rock. Um, and I'm looking at the descriptors, because if you don't know, Rate Your Music has descriptors. Depressive, surreal, psychedelic, sampling, lethargic, hypnotic, melancholic, longing, rhythmic, playful, warm. It's it's a strange feeling that this album gives you, and it's not really like anything I've ever heard. If I had to compare it to something, I, I would say it's kind of like a mix of trip-hop and bedroom pop. With some weird shit thrown in. Uh, this album really throws you for a loop. Because like a lot of the songs are just very different. Like, But it all combines to make an album that doesn't feel like it's all uh, disjointed. It, it all feels like it goes together. But it's all so different. I hadn't heard this album until... Re- I hadn't even heard of this album. I'll, the only little ugly man I knew about was uh, Mr. Thug Isolation. But <laughs> guess not. Uh, he has some more shit. He has a lot of projects. If y'all are looking for a weird rabbit hole to go down, go down uh, all of the projects by Travis Miller. That's the name of Little Ugly Mane. He has a bunch of projects under a bunch of different names. Um, but yeah, this album's crazy. Uh, I will go over some of the highlights, though. So, I'd say probably my first track that I find is my favorite is Benadryl Submarine. And Benadryl Submarine if you can't tell from the name, is a pretty weird song. Um, It has this weird kind of melancholic, depressive, like, kind of spooky guitar, I think, sample going through it uh, in the beginning, along with this drum beat. Um, But it eventually kind of doesn't become scary and ugly or depressive. It gets kind of... The music sounds kind of happy, but, I mean, the, the lyrics are not. Uh... I mean, the lyrics are pretty simple. I mean, I'm pretty sure they're just about taking Benadryl. But, like, you know, stripping off Benadryl, not just taking it. But, you know, whatever. Um, but it, it it bubbles up to a nice little crescendo. It's a nice it's it's a nice song. Great song. Uh, next is Cold In Here, which this song has been stuck in my head ever since I listened to this album. Cold In Here is great. Uh, the beat is unlike anything I've ever heard. Um, and the lyrics are basically the same thing through the entire time, and it's like a four minutes of just the same shit, but it goes so hard that I don't mind. I could listen to this for hours. It is so good. Cold in here is a banger through and through. Uh, next favorite track we got is Styrofoam. Uh, this comes right after Cold in here. It's kind of like a old show tune. It sounds like it was recorded from an old radio, um, but... It's really nice. I like the lyrics. If everything was styrofoam, you'd still be on my mind. I mean, it's kind of, <laughs> it's kind of on the nose, but I like it. Um, next, we got Headboard, and this is really where the uh, bedroom pop kind of side of the album comes in on Headboard, uh, along with some alternative rock, which... All right. Um, this has a kind of a heavily produced guitar backing uh, as the main instrument, but uh, it's also just got the, you know, nice kind of like lo-fi type beat. Um, and to be honest, I couldn't tell you what the lyrics are. 
Uh, but I really like the way his voice fits with the instruments. I think they they go together really good with the with the type of way he's singing on this track. It fits really nice, and it's it's just a nice song. Um, next we got VPN, which uh is similar to Headboard in the sense of that it's more bedroom pop. Uh, but this one is definitely more electronic in nature, whereas Headboard was it was electronic, but it had some like guitar in it. Uh, VPN is much more simple. Uh, and those are the highlights. Uh, I mean, I could go through every track if I wanted to because I really like this album, but I don't have time for that. I don't feel like doing it. This is just a mini episode. Uh, but yeah, I give it a 9 out of 10. I heavily recommend listening to Volcanic Bird Enemy and The Voice Concern by Lil Ugly Mane. Uh, if you like hip-hop, if you like trip-hop, if you like Portishead, I think you'll like this. It's not very Portishead-like, but you'll definitely see some Portishead influence. Uh, but it's great. Another band that I've been listening to, although I got into them, uh, like, a few weeks ago, as opposed to Little Ugly Mane was, like, a few days ago, um, is King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Now, I had heard about, I've been hearing about King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard for God knows how long. They've, I mean, they've been popular for a while, but I never listened to anything. Uh, I found a flow chart that showed how to get into King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, so I took that, and, uh, I listened to their first album called I'm in your mind fuzz um this album is let me <laughs> let me tell you this album threw me for a loop when I heard it because nothing I had heard had prepared okay look to tell you what I'm actually doing I'm typing king gizzard into rate your music and I'm trying to talk while I'm typing but I, I just lost what I was trying to say so I just said some random words Okay, I've got it pulled up now. So, uh, I'm in your mind fuzz. It, it was came out in 2014, and it was, it wasn't their first project, but it was their first project that got a lot of attention. Um, it's really a psychedelic and garage rock album with some kraut rock influences, maybe some acid rock thrown in there. But uh, what I really want to talk about is the first four tracks of this album: I'm in your mind, I'm not in your mind, cellophane, and I'm in your mind fuzz. These four tracks blend together seamlessly. It's basically as if these four tracks are just one 12-minute song. Uh, they all go together, and they... It, it's not like, you know, there are some albums where songs kind of blend together, but no, these songs are completely, like, written together. Like, this is one song, but over four tracks. Um, the rest of the album is pretty good. Nothing too great. Uh, Slow Jam 1 is great, but these first four tracks are really good, and I think what they are indicative of is what the band was going for with their next album, which I do want to talk about. Their next album after that was called... Oh, it wasn't the next album. Sorry. I, <laughs> I forgot they have two in between. Uh, the next <laughs> album you should care about from them was Nonagon Infinity. Now, take the first four tracks of I'm In Your Mind, Fuzz, right? How they all blend together, right? How about... You make a 41-minute rock opera where all the songs blend together and the ending of the last song blends perfectly into the beginning of the first song. That is the concept under which Nonagon Infinity was conceived. Nonagon Infinity is basically I'm in your mind fuzz in terms of the style. It's, it's very similar. But it's... Nine songs, I think. Yeah, nine, because Nonagon. 
uh, nine songs, and you can listen to any of these. You, you could basically start listening to this album at any track and come back to it, and it would feel like the same thing. That's what's weird about this album. Uh, no one particular track is my favorite, because I think the really great thing about this album is just the way that everything just meshes together in this album is anything unlike anything I've ever heard. Sure, there are a lot of albums with smooth transitions and songs that blend in, but I am not aware of any albums that are a perfect loop aside from Igor. Uh, Igor's really the only... I mean, I'm sure there's more, but an album like this, because this I haven't heard music like this that's come out in the 2010s. This is like some... Uh, this is like some 90s or 2000s shit, uh, but it's really nice. And I think in terms of playing rock musicians, I mean, King Gizzard is really moving the genre forward. I mean, sure, I think like post-rock and art-rock are better currently, you know, than just playing like psychedelic and garage rock. But I'd say it's still, I'd say they're still really pushing the game ahead and everything. But, uh, yeah, so for this podcast, uh, I did write an outline. It's not even 20 minutes. This is the shortest episode we've done yet. Uh, I did three episodes in, like, three days. I don't plan on doing that every day or every time. Like, I don't plan on this being a daily podcast. But, yeah, here's the fourth episode. I mean, pretty quick. Said everything I wanted to say. Bye.